Hello, this is the Baltic Report, presented to you by journalists from Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania with Fixers.press. We are local journalists gathering main news stories from each Baltic country every week so that you would get hands-on information straight from the region. My name is Anna Udra and I will guide you through the main news from the first week of September. Half of Russian-language tweets about NATO presence in the Baltics were generated by robots between May and July this year. This was revealed by the NATO Strategic Communications Center of Excellence in their quarterly study. The Latvia-based international organization has been monitoring robotic activity in the region for three years already. They concluded that the coverage by pro-Kremlin disinformation outlets is systematically amplified by fake social media accounts, especially during military exercises. Many of these messages originate from the troll farm, as they call it, run by the Russian Internet Research Agency. There were military drills in all Baltic states this summer, and Lithuania was targeted the most out of three Baltic countries. The NATO center also pointed out that the Russian-language tweets by automated accounts are on the rise. There isn't much Baltic-Ukrainian solidarity amongst young people. This is what International Consortium of Scientists have concluded. The study on Baltic and Ukraine's youth perception of each other was performed by researchers from UK, New Zealand, Ukraine and all three Baltic states. The interim report was recently presented during an event at the Vilnius Institute for Policy Analysis. According to the report, most of the Baltic respondents think about Ukraine in terms of international system and evaluate Ukraine's situation as uncertain. Lithuanian and Estonian students are more optimistic and think that support to Ukraine can make a difference. However, they see partnership building with Ukraine as viable only because it is in their own interest, which is containing Russia. Young Latvians think NATO should help but probably can't win. If Ukraine is in a governance crisis, then it is its own worst enemy and EU or US aid will not make any difference. According to Latvian students, it's Latvia and not Ukraine which needs help when it comes to economic development. Meanwhile, Ukrainian students are largely divided over whether Baltic states can or cannot be relied upon. Kiev students are most optimistic and some of them said that Russia's threat will lead Baltic states to help Ukraine. Ivano-Frankivsk and Odessa students believe Ukraine is isolated and must help itself, not rely upon others. This week in Lithuania The Polish public broadcaster TVP is expanding its presence in Lithuania by launching a TV channel on September 17th. The channel called TVP Wilno will target the Polish diaspora living in the country. Polish speakers are around 6% of Lithuania's population, but the group is concentrated in Vilnius region, where it makes around half of its people. Vilnius, or Wilno in Polish, is of great importance both to Polish and Lithuanian identities. The historic tension between the two nations reaches back to 16th century when the joint state, the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth, was established leading to never-ending rivalry between the two nations. The new TV channel TVP Wilno is financially backed by Poland's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It is set to cover Lithuania's eastern regions, where Polish speakers make the majority of the population, but also honor Lithuanians interested in Polish culture, history and current affairs. According to the broadcaster's management, TV will know we will be a channel that connects Lithuania and Poland and its goal is to develop friendly relationship. It will use a frequency currently used by the long-established TVP Polonia. The frequency was assigned in 1994 on the basis of agreements signed by the two countries. 
We wanted to make people aware of the spread of pedophilia in Polish Catholic Church. This is how the Lithuanian film director Emily Svelivis and the team of well-known actors defend themselves in court. They are facing charges of disturbing a religious ritual. In July 2018, they staged and filmed a promotion performance in a church in Lithuania's Polish-speaking town Salcininkai. It happened during the locally significant Assumption of Mary into Heaven festivities. Actors dressed up like priests were singing religious chants when entering the church five minutes before the Holy Mass and were inviting churchgoers to their premiere of the Zero Life show, the live pop musical. Actors were also giving believers fake marijuana joints. These were meant to symbolize the bribes for not speaking out on pedophilia accusations against the Catholic priests in Poland. Locally, the film director Velivis is known for producing low-quality blockbusters. This time, he believed to have used the Polish Catholic Church pedophilia scandal to gain visibility for his show. During the last court session, some of the churchgoers and witnesses said it was their worst life experience. Velikis will most likely be fined with 10,000 euros and each actor with 7,000 euros in fines. Lithuania and particularly its Polish-speaking regions are seen as very religious but the church's influence is gradually diminishing because of the generation change. Meanwhile, the Catholic Church holds its grip on society, claiming that around 80% of the population are Roman Catholics, even if majority of them never visit the church. Lithuania's public broadcaster investigation team reported that since 2017, the Lithuanian government has spent nearly 50 million euros of public money on self-promotion. Government ministries and agencies regularly purchase airtime to inform the public about reforms and initiatives they undertake, especially if they are funded by the European Union and normally include a line for publicity in the budget. According to journalists, it is often difficult to tell when the public funds are used for legitimate ends as opposed to personal promotion of the institution's leadership. One of the most notable cases found during the investigation is when mayor of Utena, Alides Katinas, paid over 4,000 euros to the most watched TV channel LNK to interview him for a news report in 2017. The public broadcaster also acknowledges that the phenomenon when politicians are abusing public money for promotion purposes is widespread. All the major private and even self-proclaimed independent media outlets in Lithuania are addicted to public funding. This means that people working there who should be performing journalistic watchdog function are rather writing pre-ordered articles. This is a major obstacle for development of quality journalism in Lithuania. This week in Latvia China's objectives in the Baltic states are preventing the spread of uncomfortable topics related to foreign policy, an example being Tibetan independence. This is one of the conclusions that the Riga-based Baltic Investigative Journalism Center Rebaltica has found out in their latest report, which focuses on China and in particular its soft power in the region. China is set to increase its soft power and disseminate Beijing's worldview through Confucius Institutes. There's one Confucius Institute in each Baltic country. While the directors are hired and funded by local universities, the teachers are chosen, hired and paid by Hanban, a non-profit government organization that promotes Chinese language instruction around the world. According to Latvian security services, the Confucius Institutes pose intelligence risks because they disseminate ideological messages favorable to China's Communist Party among academics, ambassadors of culture and entrepreneurs. Even though China's investments in the Baltic countries have so far been insignificant, the Chinese officials have their eyes on large strategic infrastructure projects. One of the examples is 15 billion euros worth undersea railway tunnel connecting Tallinn and Finland's capital Helsinki. 
According to Rebaltica's journalist, this is simultaneously tempting and worrying. Out of all Baltic countries, Latvia attracted the biggest investment from China, 59 million euros. Latvia's Internal Security Bureau detained two management-level employees of road construction company Celbuvnetib Sabedib Eigate, along with the former longtime state border guard chief Normuns Garbars. According to Latin news agency Celbuvnetib Sabedib Eigate is owned by three Latvian business people and the company's turnover in 2018 was around 43 million euros. In 2015, the border guard made an agreement with Eigate for construction of infrastructure objects along the border. And in October 2017, the Interior Ministry allocated additional 31 million euros to the company for strengthening Latvia's borders with Russia and Belarus between 2017 and 2020. During the construction, nonconformity with a technical specification was discovered. Also, signs of money laundering were uncovered in financial transactions of the company, according to Internal Security Bureau. The Corruption Prevention Bureau recently raided Eigate Company and questioned its employees in relation to another corruption case in another municipality. This week in Estonia. The U.S. government was going to invest nearly 16 million U.S. dollars in a facility for special operations forces based in Estonia. However, last week the Pentagon announced that instead it will put this money into the construction of the U.S.-Mexico border wall. There is quite a strong American military presence in Estonia and in this particular base both American and Estonian forces permanently work and train together. The secret American Special Forces unit was brought in 2014 when the U.S. President Barack Obama visited Estonia. During the past five years, the American government has invested more than 200 million euros in the defense of this Baltic country. This particular base, with a hidden location, was already counting with the additional financial boost. The United States is the biggest and most important security partner for Estonia. Estonia's Defense Minister Yuri Luik wishfully declared that the Pentagon's decision won't affect the U.S.-Estonian relations. In reality, the Pentagon's decision to redirect the investment is a sign of change already. After almost three decades of struggling, Estonia's national passenger airline Nordica, previously known as Estonian Air, will stop operating in October this year. The company won't be dissolved, but it will only operate flights under Polish Lot Airline. Nordica has had many changes in the management, but nothing seemed to help decline of the passengers and number of routes. At the same time, Estonians watched how the Latvian company Air Baltic Group became the number one airline in Tallinn airport and ultimately took over the airline passenger business in the Baltics. The Latvian low-cost carrier was established as a joint venture between Scandinavian airlines and the Baltic state in the mid-90s. Estonia's Nordica is now putting all its hopes into the cooperation with Polish airline lot, but it is doubtful they will ever catch up with the Latvian's success story. Soon it may be the end of Estonian Green Party. The State Supervisory Committee on Party Financing recommended the Estonian Greens to declare bankruptcy instead of paying fines that a committee has already issued. While in many Western countries the Greens perform well, Estonia tends to be more like the other Baltics when the Greens struggle to make it to the government. The party polled only 1.8% at the general election in March 2019. The party has been in debt for nine years already, but the recent year has been particularly tough after they were told to pay back the prohibited donations. In 2017, the Estonian Green Party elected a new leader, Zuleksi Zmailova, a 34-year-old environmental activist with a multinational background. 
Many put their hopes in her for the new rise of Estonia's Greens. However, she didn't fulfill their expectations. The committee's statement this week painted a gloomy picture. They have advised the party to boost its finances by collecting all due membership fees and asked it to draw up a financial plan based on its activities. None of this has been done. These were the main news stories from the Baltics on the first week of September 2019. If you have any suggestions or tips, don't hesitate to reach out to us through team at fixers.press. Thank you for listening. Until next week.